welcome to a special beer and food pairing episode of Brutal Battle. Yes, like we like to do every now and then, um, we're doing another beer and food pairing episode, and last time we did something sweet, we had done some leftover Halloween candy, so I decided to mix it up, and we're not doing sweet this time. This time we're doing savory. Uh, we are doing cheese. So I guess savory, creamy, salty, all the above, buttery, good. Well, we'll see. Tasty. We'll see what characteristics these cheeses right. have. We love cheese, though. We are we are cheese. cheese. Mm-hmm. We are cheese fans. We are also beer fans. So, yeah. wanted to. Um, we're going to try four beers as we've done before, and then we're actually just going to take these as recommendations, like we did with the beer and candy one, where I had found uh, some website that had recommendations because we wanted to evaluate these recommendations. So for this one, I actually used something that Rebecca had picked up for me some time ago. Uh, if anyone has a Wegmans uh, grocery store near them or know of them. Yeah, I think they're only more on the east Are they? coast. See, yeah, I don't even know. They're headquarters. I mean, they're, they started in New York. Okay. Yeah, I so, didn't even know. Anyway. So, Rebecca had picked up a pamphlet because they have massive selection of cheese. They have an amazing selection of cheese. Anyone who knows knows Wegmans always like, oh, man, their cheese selection. Oh, it's so amazing. So they do have a ton, so I was like, oh, cheese will be an easy, good one to do. And I had that pamphlet, which breaks down beer pairings. Well, Wegmans recommended beer pairings. So I did my best. Uh, I used beers that we already have at the house and then kind of went out and got the cheeses to match up with these. So we will see um, how they go. But first off, I just want to say, because I'll say a little bit about a few of these cheeses. Um, Not a ton, though. So, one of the main things, I wanted to read from this website, dairyscience.info. Just yeah. just as like a, just as a preliminary, like, to know that there are differences in cheeses. Because you go and you check out cheeses anywhere, and you're just like, okay, there's like, you know, blue cheese, there's Stilton, there's Chev, there's, you know, like all these different types of cheeses. And it's like, well, what's the difference, really? Yeah. So, there's a little snippet from dairyscience.info that, that breaks it down pretty well. It says, there are many ways in which traditional cheeses can be described or classified. Criteria such as country of origin, type of milk used, species of animals animal used to produce the milk, fat content, moisture content, texture, whether mold ripened it or not, cheese making processes used, moisture in the non-fat solids, and the, basically, that's everything that was used. The sentence is kind of oddly phrased, yeah. so I paraphrase. But um, so those are the main things that kind of differentiate cheeses, which is actually a lot. You know, when I think of you and cheese, what? I, <laughs> Don't say toe cheese. No, that's... no. I think about when you made mozzarella cheese. I did on our honeymoon. <laughs> I made. It was actually against my will. Yeah. I didn't want to make the cheese. Yeah, I was you didn't. forced to make it. What was it? It was mozzarella, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was mozzarella. I just said that. Yeah. So I made homemade mozzarella, but you know, it tasted good. It was really good. It's good anyway. cheese. But okay, so we have four cheeses, we have four beers. We're gonna evaluate the beers first, then do the cheese pairing with it, and you know. And I'll say just a, a quick little bit about each of the cheeses. So the first beer we're gonna do is one of my annual favorites, and I actually am sad because last year I missed out on it. Uh, but this year I made sure to pick it up. Uh, and it is Trogue's Brew... Uh, well, I'm sorry. 
let me say this properly. I was going to say Trogues Brewery or Brewing, but they are now Trogues Independent Brewing out of Hershey, Pennsylvania. And it's their Nugget Nectar, um, once again, which is, I think it's just technically like a super hoppy amber ale, but hoppy beer nonetheless. A lot of people probably just say IPA. Uh, ABV on it is 7.5%. It says 93 IBUs, so. Let us take a look at it. Oh, I, w- I already went into sniffing it. It looks very amber. Yeah, it's very red. Very orangey, but super clear. I know they filter probably all their beers. I don't think I've had any of the beers they haven't filtered. Isn't... What's that? Um, crap. My gateway beer. Oh, um, Dreamweaver That's by not... them? Is that fil- we... That's not fe- filtered. I think it is filtered. Oh, is it's been a long time since okay. I've had it, though, so I guess I can't say... 100% for sure, but this just looks like super clear. Yeah, it's very anyway. orange. It's got a bit of a oh white head. Oh my gosh. Okay, for Ooh. this might be sound really weird, but when I smell it, I feel like it smells like a Trogues beer. Yeah, they have this particular smell, and I think it's from the water that they, well, I was going to say the water they use. Well, they actually, like, break mm. wa- their water down by reverse osmosis and then rebuild it. Because when they moved from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to Hershey, Pennsylvania, they wanted to maintain their same flavor they were getting from the water. So they did the scientific uh, breakdown to figure out what that you know makeup of the Harrisburg water was. And so they started making their own water, basically, for their beers in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So that's probably why. Yeah. But mm. what kind of smells do you get there? Like, I mean, a lot of citrus, a lot of yeah. hop. Um, I'm getting a little hay. Okay. Or alfalfa, something like that. Yeah, I can like see a that. little bit of a hay on the end. Um, what are you getting? One of the things I get from almost all Hoppy Trogues beers is that Smarties, like that sugary Smarties okay. candy smell. Yeah. Mixed with the citrus. Like I feel like sweet, the citrus. Like the sweet yeah. citrus. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, candied. Exactly. Yeah. Like candied orange peel. It kind of smells like a little bit. But not, like, a ton of bitterness on it. So I know our cat always gets, like, a cameo in this. She's, like, beside herself now because we're sitting on the couch where she wants to lie. Yeah, well, it's time for beer and cheese. So she's got to find another place to be. <laughs> anyway, smells good. I'm excited. I haven't had this beer in a while. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's give it a shot. It's... More bitter than it smells. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's falling a little flat for me. Yeah, it, it's coming up a lot more with the hay aspect than what you're getting on the nose. There's still some of that citrus in there, but it's a lot less than you're actually getting on the nose. I had had one of these... A couple nights ago. Yeah, a few nights ago, and I remember, and I was just like, this isn't exactly the way I remember it. Memory does a funny thing. Mm-hmm. There is some of that citrus in there, though. Said, there is some of that, like, candy, Smarties sweetness. It's your emotional attachment to this particular beer, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you always right. love Nugget Nectar. Yeah, I've always loved Nugget Nectar, so. It's not, it's a good beer. Yeah, it's, it's still good. Bad. It's okay. still solid. And what are we pairing with this? But, I, real quick, I oh, will say sorry. that, that the, the main things do become that hay and the, um, the bitterness. 
They're like yeah. the, the it's not as it's not as citrusy as the nose. Although I did find when I was drinking it uh, some nights ago that as it warmed up a lot more, as it became like maybe room temperature because this is not yet, um, the citrus picked up even more and it was huh. better. But you know because that's what happens with beers. So the cheese we're gonna try with this is. A cheese that probably a lot of people are familiar with because it's used a lot in the United States, especially for things like cheese steaks, stuff like that. And it is provolone. Um, typically, when big people think of provolone and cheese, they're like... Eh, Hoagie. Yeah, Hoagie's cheese steaks, but it's not aggressive. It's more of like a neutral type cheese. So the one that I got is, a, is actually just like the Wegmans brand organic provolone cheese because I couldn't really find many other provolones there. And you can buy them in these packages that have pre-sliced, you know, cheese. And we'll we were going to have extra, so I'm like, perfect, because we can use it for sandwiches then. So and it's kind of self-serving. All of the Did you already say all the beers that we're using we had already? Yes, I believe I did. I think I did. But which, just a, which I was happy about. A little info about provolone in general. Oh, and this provolone in particular that we're going to try is, is from Rochester, New York. That's where, okay, that's where Wegmans is. Okay, well then there it. you go. I feel like we should cheers our cheese. Well, yeah, oh, I got to oh, tell sorry. you about Ugh. So the provolone, uh, it's an, typically, uh, originally, I'm sorry, an Italian cheese, and it's from cow's milk. Uh, currently, it's made kind of all over the uh, all over the world. Like, a lot of places do different provolones. But it originated specifically in Casilli, which is near Vesuvius in Italy. Okay, now can we cheers? So we're going to cheers. Cheers, cheese, our cheeses. Which you cannot hear. But. Provolone. I mean, it tastes like provolone. It's got that you know, creamy. I'm not, maybe I'm not that cheese savvy, but I feel like if you didn't tell me this is provolone, I would guess it's mozzarella. I could see that. I think provolone and mozzarella are pretty similar. I think that provolone comes off as maybe having a little bit more of of kind of like a tartness to it, like a very slight tartness. Um, mozzarella to me almost tastes like nothing. Like I just feel like usually when I have mozzarella on things, I'm just like, oh, it's mozzarella. It's, provolone has a little more a little, um... flavor to me. Zing. Yeah. But it's a pretty mild cheese. Yeah. I just uh, have overall. three little pieces. Yeah. I feel like it take, it really takes the bitterness out of the beer. It does, actually. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The bitterness comes way down. The sweetness mm -hmm. in the beer goes up a lot. So I'm getting a lot more of that Smarties candy sweetness, with which is, mm. by proxy, kind of increasing that citrus a little bit. So I think in this instance, it's not like an amazing pairing, but it's a good pairing because it enhances this beer. Yeah. Now, what did they say paired with an amber? They said an IPA. Oh, okay. And this was like the only hoppy thing that we really had because we drank all our hoppy stuff. Because we've been very good about not letting That's our true. hoppy beers age. So, Actually, I think... You, I think you said, we don't have any hoppy beers because you made me drink them all. Can I please get a six-pack and a good nectar? Yeah. But then it worked out because I was yeah. going to have to get some beer for this anyway, so there you go. Okay. Um, actually, and now that we're going to the second beer, maybe I should have switched these two in their order, but it'll be fine. Uh, so the second beer we're going to do is called Jungle Boogie. 
Now, this is a pale wheat ale with Ruibos tea, or Roibos, as some people say it. Uh, it's by Mars Community Brewing out of Chicago, Illinois. Now, oh, shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> it started coming, started bubbling up a little bit on the top. Looks red. Well, you know. Cry from the Roibos. Roibos, Roibos, whatever. But, uh, okay, so I was going to say, it's from Mars Community Brewing out of Chicago, but... This particular one was contract brewed by Against the Grain Brewing out of Louisville, Kentucky. So that's why we are actually able to get it here in Maryland, because we don't get Mars Community Brewing, but we do get Against the Grain. So since it's contract brewed by Against the Grain, we are now able to get it here. So that's cool. And the ABV, where is the ABV on? Is there an ABV? I don't even see one. Oh, wait, uh, 5.1% alcohol. So, yes. Mm, so, coloration. It all it looks just a little bit lighter than the Nugget Nectar, yeah. actually. It's very orange, but not as deep orange. It's a little ha- it's, it has a little haze to it. Little, barely, but yes, more than the well, Nugget Nectar. Well, compared to the Nugget Nectar, the Nugget Nectar yeah. was really clear. Clear, clear, clear. yeah. All okay. right. Smell it. Oh, man. It smells good. Knowing that there's Rebos tea in it, I can smell the tea. Now, if you'd give it to me otherwise, I'm not sure I would be able to. I mean, I could pick <clears throat> pick out, like, some sort of, like, root. Yeah. Like a light root. Now, when I first stuck my nose in it, I feel like it smelled like pee. But I'm not getting any of that now. I don't know why. I don't know what that Maybe was Maybe that's about. the wheat coming Maybe. through. Like, sometimes to me, like, the wheat smells yeah. a little urine-ish. Okay. That may be that. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, I'm getting, like, whiffs of... I don't really think it's... I, it's not, like, pee-pee. Pee-pee. But it's, like... They're not poo-poo, something either? Something that reminds me of pee. Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's got, it. it's got a honey note coming through. Yeah, I guess. Like a, a, like a sweet pee. <laughs> sweet pee? Okay. It does have a honey note that's kind of like a raw type honey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like natural raw honey. Yeah, with the actual comb still in there. So you can smell a little bit of like the waxiness Mm. in there as well. But I definitely smell the tea and it's giving a little bit of an earthiness on there too. I just took my first sip. Now we both had this beer before and I liked it before and I like it now. It's such a nice, light, a little hoppy, but the like the fruity characteristics from the tea, it just makes this such a nice drinkable beer. And the, the, um, it has a really kind of light body to it that just really lets the nice flavors carry on your tongue. Yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't overpower with the malt characters. Well, with the wheat characters in this case. I feel like I want to give this to, like, some of my coworkers who aren't into hoppy beers yet. I keep drinking it. I'm getting the the Rebos quite a bit, but I'm also getting... Um, peach. Okay. I get yeah. like a nice peach flavor coming off of it. Mm, just nice. Like the fla- the flavors are there. They're like for having a, a lighter body beer, the flavors are robust. Yeah. No, you're definitely right about that. That's one of the things I really like about yeah. this beer. Um, it also has is having at the very end of each of the sips a l- little bit of like a floral... Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing, actually. 
almost perfume. Like, Am I making this up? Okay, now this is okay. So the cheese we're gonna do with this, yeah, we're gonna do with this. I gotta get it out. Is chev cheese, which actually chev, or it's spelled C H E V R E. So people say chevre, but it's I believe it said chev. Um, it's the French word for goat. So any chev cheese is a goat cheese. Um, and one of the big things to say about this is chef cheeses, uh, the fat makeup uh, that they have is one of the main differences between the goat versus the cow cheese. Oh. And that type of fat, um, imparts more of a tartness on the yeah. cheese than, than like a cow's milk. Um, and once again, chef cheeses are kind of made all over the place. So they're going to kind of be different in different areas based off what they're eating. So this particular particular cheese I picked out is um, Cor de Chèvre. Uh, it's a garlic and herb organic chev cheese, and it's from Belmont, Wisconsin. Now, all these cheese, these organic cheeses, are probably a shout out to Kyle Norman. Kyle Norman, yeah. of course, they're a shout out to Kyle Norman. <laughs> that cheese is so good. The herbs in that. Are so nice. The herbs with that tart finish. Anyone who's had goat cheese before knows there's a very distinct flavor to goat cheese. A little funky. Yeah, it's a little funky. It's definitely tart. You have to be down with goat. I love goat cheese. I love goat cheesecake. We had goat cheese caramel. Mm, I love I love that funky goatiness. So I was taking a risk with this pairing because I wasn't doing just straight up chef cheese. Yeah. I was doing the garlic and herb. The cheese is outstanding. Like I get a little bit of the garlic. I get a lot of the herbs and I get that like funky goat. But what do you think of the pairing? It makes the cheese overpowers this beer. Yeah. the It, it kind of kills the beer. It's still, I can still taste the Rebus tea in it. But I feel like that's about it. It's like Reba's tea and some honey sweetness. Yeah. And that's about it. It kills a lot of the floral notes. It kills a lot of that. It totally kills that peach. Um, so. And in all fairness, Wegman said to just pair Chev cheese with uh, a hoppy wheat. Which they didn't put hoppy wheat. They put an American style wheat. Which anytime you, you put American style in front of any sort of beer, it means hoppier than typical. Than what is typical. So, um, so I don't think this worked. Um, but individually, the cheese is really good. The beer is really good. So, and I just poured myself more beer and had more cheese. Cheese is nice. I took a risk on that one. Didn't work out. So maybe regular chef cheese with a hoppy American wheat. I'm like really holding myself back from eating all the cheese on the plate. I know. Do you you see my restraint? So let's go to our next, oh. our next one. I'm still drinking. I That's just poured myself more. That's fine. I'll, I mean, I'll just start talking about it. So the next beer is actually one I've been wanting to open for a while, and I've actually had it in hand for episodes uh, here and there, and then decided on something else kind of last minute. So this is a barley wine. Uh, it's by Duclaw Brewing Company out of Maryland. Um, they're out of Baltimore now. Um, this is their Devil's Milk Barley Wine. 10.6% alcohol by volume. And this is actually a th- almost three and a half year old 
bottle because it's their 2013 vintage and it comes out in October. So almost three and a half year old barley wine right here. Let's open that up. You know, I haven't had a barley wine in I think a long time just because it's not it's your go to stuff. My jam. Hold on, water. All right. Then I'll pour for you. I would be interested to see how this is. I mean, I'm expecting that the hoppiness will be gone because typically they make it kind of hoppy, but it can be. You know, barley wines are good to age just because syrupy and sweet yeah. and typically quite good. So oh, coloration think. on this, <laughs> actually not too far off from the last the two. <laughs> No, it's got a little bit more of a brownish tinge to yeah, it, actually. Think. Yeah, there's, oh, I mean, it's very orange, but it's like a brown tinge to the orange. Uh, really clear, though. Yeah. Like, probably as clear as the Nugget Nectar was. Uh, big bubbles in the head. Like, very large. Let's give it a sniff. It smells like Robitussin. It, it smells syrupy. It smells strong. I mean, it's 10 point... 10 point what? 10 point 6. So it's gonna be, you know, high ABV. I don't like the smell on this at all. What do you smell on it, though? I don't... Like... It's just so medicinal. I don't get that much. Really? I no. do. I understand mm. what you're saying because it's it's got a sugary quality to it. It smells like it's kind of thick. It's you like, can perceive some of the alcohol. It's like the nasty cough syrup that they put sugar in just so you can swallow it down, but you know it still tastes nasty. I get raisin on it. I mean, I, I get I'm some getting, brown sugar. I'm getting some of those dark fruit. Yeah. Um, But... What type of dark fruits, if you can point them out? A stone, a stone fruit. <laughs> oh, yeah, stone fruit, like olives? Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not, I was joking. I would say, like, a, a candied dark cherry. Okay. Yeah, I could see some cherry notes in there. I could actually almost see just a t tad bit of apricot, like, dehydrated, so it's more sugar than anything. I get a dum-dum... Grape lollipop. I don't smell the grape on there, but, you know. Yeah, or Tootsie Roll, like, almost like the Tootsie Roll grape lollipop with, and then as you bite into the chocolate, Tootsie Roll. Mm. You already drank it. Yeah, I'm so scared. I'm trying it. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if it's because you said it, um, but I, I do get a little bit of a grape in the flavor for whatever odd reason. I definitely think it's the it's the candy grape. Like mm -hmm. a Tootsie like a Tootsie roll. Yeah, it's lollipop. Grape. It's not strong, but it's like this just kind of nice, like subtle grapey. I don't like it at all. Um it does have a little bit of that medicinal quality because it is a little syrupy and it's you know, you can definitely taste some of the alcohol. I don't think it I don't think it punches you as no. at, at twelve. Or, I'm sorry, ten point six, but it um, it's thinner than I thought it was going to be. It's it not is. as syrupy. It's not at all syrupy on the mouthfeel. I will say it tastes it tastes better than it smells. I just I, nothing about this beer would make me want to go back and drink more though. I like it. Um, going back, I am getting more uh, like raisin on it. Uh, the alcohol starting to become more perceptible in the flavor as well. Yeah. And I am interested to see how this is when it warms up. Because this definitely could have a completely different profile. The bitterness is more than I thought there would be. And then I'm also now starting really? to get some brown sugar. Um, like Wait, I was are smelling. you getting sug 
sugar or sugar? Brown sugar. Okay. Not the beer, but... I think this is... I like this. I think it's nice. Um, as I've been going through and I'm saying, now I'm getting this, now I'm getting this, like, I feel like that's how the beer is. It, it's opening yeah. as I keep sipping now, it. Now, what so, cheese am I doing? Uh, so, you're going this over one. here. So, for the cheese to pair with this, and this is verbatim what it said. It said, barley wine with this cheese. So, we're not deviating from what we should be doing. So, the cheese we're having with this is a Stilton cheese. Hold on. You are deviating because it's an aged beer. Oh, that's true. I am. You're right. I am. But, here's the thing. What did they mean by barley wine? Because there's English-style barley wines and there's American-style barley wines. So, if they were going for normal English-style barley wines, then we're probably close to what it should have been because that hoppiness would have come out. It would have been mainly sweet, which is what English-style barley wines are. So, typically... That's, you know, that's going to be right. Okay. Well, I'm already tasting. So, so, the actual cheese we're doing, it's Cropwell Bishop Creamery, and it's their traditional rennet blue Stilton from Nottingham, UK, from the United Kingdom. Now, just a little bit of info uh, about Stilton. Uh, there are white and there are blue Stilton varieties. White, mm. apparently, is pretty uncommon. Uh, blue is more what you'll see, and that's the one that, I mean, it's called a blue cheese because it has, like, the blue veins in it, which the blue veins actually come from a fungus called Penicillium rocheforti, roqueforti, or something like that, and that's actually the fungi that this particular cheese was done with. There's also another one called Penicillium glaucum. Uh, that's another common one that's used for, the, for blue cheeses. Uh, it's from cow's milk. And this particular type, Stilton, it can only be called Stilton if it's made by a strict cheese code that they have for Stilton. And it can only be from one of the, the following counties in the UK. Derbyshire, Leicestershire, and Nottinghamshire. Hmm, so, hyper-local to where the it was originated. more I learn about cheese, the more, like, unappetizing it is. <laughs> yeah, like fungus. Like, and I'm like, you know what? Mold and all that. I just want to eat it and be... <laughs> yeah. Ignorance is bliss in the cheese world. That tastes awesome. So let's try this okay, so uh, I already blue did, Stilton. And I have... This is my second piece of cheese. It is so funky. Yeah. I used to hate blue cheese, and now... I love it. It's not my favorite... But I definitely will enjoy it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really funky. It's really tart on the end. It's got... But it's so creamy. Yeah, so creamy. That's what I was going to say. Like, at the end of your taste, it, it just gets creamy as hell. It just coats your entire mouth. Okay. So, I actually think this is a very good pairing. Hmm. Probably because I didn't like the beer all that much. So the strong characteristics in the cheese kind of mellow out the beer. It does. It does mellow out the beer. It mellows out the ABV. It makes the beer a bit sweeter, I feel like. It makes it a little more honey uh, and a little more raisin. It takes the medicinal qualities out for me. Yeah, I could see that. The other thing that I notice about it is that when you eat that piece of cheese, it it's so thick and creamy that it coats your yeah. mouth that it feels like it's... There's a layer between the beer and your tongue Yeah. for a lot of it. And then it just kind of like slowly sinks its way through that layer on your tongue. And then you start getting the flavors. Um, this is a good pairing. Mm-hmm. That's a good pairing. Actually, 
after I let the cheese um, uh, circulate, well, the, the, the coating in my mouth that I had from the cheese, after I let that kind of work its way out of my mouth, I took another sip. And I'm also getting a st uh, more of that grapiness and a little bit of a citrusy quality out of the um, the barley wine now, the devil's milk. That is a good pairing. I think it's a good pairing. I, I like that pairing. That's I great. just was hungry and tried some provolone with the beer. No good. <laughs> I wouldn't think it was would be all that great, but mm. that was a good one. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think that might be my favorite at the moment. My favorite pairing. Okay. Um, Definitely my favorite of the cheeses. Oh, although that Chev is really good, too. Okay, so we're on to our fourth beer. I'm going to finish this out. So we have an Imperial Stout, and it's Even More Jesus by Evil Twin Brewing. And this one is 12% oh my God. alcohol by volume. And this was done out of the Evil Twin Brewing facility in Stratford, Connecticut. So this is high. So here's the thing. I made two deviations on this. This on is this a deviation? Pair. There's well, two deviations. This is not even a good representation. I know, potentially not. But here's the great thing about these episodes, the the food and beer, or the beer and food, because that, that's how I put it. But um, give me a glass. The good thing is we can go back and do more versions, you know, because, like, we only did some cheeses with beers. There's so much more for us to... To hit, so um, so I'll tell you what I what I did differently with the, with this pairing. The beer that Wegman's recommended for this pairing was just stout. Okay. So instead, I went imperial stout. Yeah. And the cheese. Oh geez. I went with an aged version of the cheese, and it's not just aged; it's like super friggin' aged. So super friggin' aged. So I mean, I thought it'd be interesting. I thought it'd be cool. So. Let's do the beer. Let's evaluate okay. the beer first. Uh, it looks it's dark, dark as hell. It's got a very brown like, head. It looks like, like chocolate milk almost. It's like dark and when a beer pours like that, it's just like heaven. I mean, it looks like it's gonna taste like an awesome. It looks dessert. so like thick on the sides. It's got oh, definitely. I'm getting a lot of like. You're gonna say green coffee, aren't you? I would say that. I was going to say coffee, and then I'm like, you know what? Carlin's going to say green coffee, because <laughs> I think that's what it, it smells like. You get anything else? I'm just getting, like, you know, the, all the malty, dark notes, mm -hmm. like the chocolate characteristics. Yeah, there's there's definitely a good chocolate in there. It's it's like a, it's dark chocolate, but it's not like super bitter dark chocolate. It's more of like a light dark chocolate. Sometimes when I smell beers like this, I think of chalk. Okay. Because of the it smells dry. It does smell dry. Like no, that's chalk. right. Yeah, and it, I mean, you could say it smells chalky. Yeah. Because sometimes you get that flavor as well, where it's just like so drying in the mouth that it is kind of like coarse yeah. and chalky. But um, I, when I first sniffed this, and I still get it a little bit, I got like a quick hint of like a banana. Really? Which I get that sometimes in stouts, especially imperial okay. stouts. Okay. So I got to smell like almost a little Bananas Foster-ish. I was just going to say, if it's banana, I would say like a sweet, like Bananas Foster. Yeah, with the chocolate yeah. okay. and maybe some caramel. Yeah, I could see that. So, and okay. a little vanilla, actually. It smells like... Well, cheers to yeah. our last beer. Oh, and uh, I didn't mention this. We're recording this on Valentine's Day. 
Like, this is our Valentine's Day celebration is beer and cheese, which, let's be honest, people, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Beer and cheese, perfect pairing with my perfect pair. Yeah, I love you. I love you. We don't we don't get mushy on this. But... Oh, you should maybe edit that out. Well, no, no, I'm gonna leave it. I'm, I, I was <laughs> just gonna say that we we don't get mushy, so this is the one exception. So pardon it. It happens. Oh, so good. So what are you getting on that? Oh my god, that is like maybe it's because of what we just had that devil's milk at ten point six. But this is deceptively smooth. It's. Smooth, it's sweet, it's... It just about has the consistency of chocolate milk. Yeah. It's Um, like sinful. Yeah. It's very decadent. It's very rich and thick, and it's kind of like a dark chocolate milkshake. It's like a tall, dark, and handsome beer. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. There's maybe a slight bit of, like, a soy sauce quality on the very edges of it, but... Most mostly, it's sweet and um, dessertish. I feel like now that I've had, it, I'm like now I feel like it's drying. Now I feel like I'm getting the chalk, and now it's getting yeah. bitter though. Yeah, it's like starting. That. It is starting. If if you don't take a sip and you just let it mellow on your yeah. tongue, you are getting more of like a chocolate, chalky, like high concentration dark yeah. chocolate. Um, but it's still super tasty. Uh, it's yeah. got that carameliness. It, I do get a little bit of that banana. It is kind of a little bananas fosterish. That's okay. a good beer. Mm. That's a really like that's great for dessert. You know, it's an awesome dessert beer. So the cheese we're gonna do then is a gouda, a form of a gouda cheese. And I love Gouda. In, uh, so Gouda cheese is a Dutch style cheese that's done from cow's milk. Uh, and it's actually named after the city of Gouda in the Netherlands. Um, but the name is now used for many traditionally made Dutch style cheeses. So it doesn't necessarily have to be from there anymore. So it's kind of put on a lot of them. But there are different age ranges for and designations for those age ranges for goudas so it says just gouda in the recommendation with stout and this is how many years? this is the oldest you can get with with the aged gouda this is what is considered very old gouda this is a five-year-old aged gouda cheese it's very old from holland and the brand is beamster so what do you get it's um Oh my god. It's that, um... It's really good. Hard, it's kind of hard, flaky. The consistency. It is hard and flaky, but it almost tastes like caramel. Yeah. It's got legit caramel notes. You think so? Yeah, I definitely think so. Have you ever had, like, homemade style caramel, but it starts crystallizing Mm. a little bit? That is what this reminds me of, but with cheese flavor added as well. It's very dark. It's very rich. Yeah. It's decadent. It's really salty. Yes. Definitely the most salty. salt crystals in there? Because I'm getting like some hard pieces. Yeah, maybe that's what that is. So salty though. The most salty of all these cheeses. But that is good. It's like... um, I like that a lot. A killer cheese. Okay, I'm going in now. This thins, 
that thins the body of that beer out yeah. so much. But it doesn't do anything bad to the beer. It doesn't do anything bad. It doesn't do anything good. It's not there. It thins it out a little bit. Actually, if anything, for me, what it does, it makes the the chocolate in it taste more milk chocolate. Like, it makes it taste more like chocolate milk. I feel like opinion. it brings out the alcohol more. Mm-hmm. I also just ate, like, four pieces of cheese, though. I was going to say that I actually think it brings the alcohol down a little bit mm. for me. Yeah. You have to remember it's 12%. The, tomato, tomato. Yeah. The way I was perceiving it, for me, it brings alcohol down a little bit. But it this definitely it definitely thins it out, the body, and makes it taste less dark chocolate decadent and more milk chocolate. Hmm. But it's good. Speak, I, I like the pairing. Speaking of dark chocolate. Oh, we have dark chocolate covered strawberries to eat after this. And that will round out our Valentine's Day. Yeah, it will. I like this pairing. This uh this this aged gouda hmm. with the Yeah. I feel like I want to like this pairing because I like the beer and I really like the cheese, but yeah. it, it's for you, me. You like them a lot more separately. I feel like I'm on Shark Tank. For me, I'm out. <laughs> for you, you're out. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so let's, let's break this down. First of all, how do you think this went? It was This was good. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I always love these food and beer yeah. ones. I'm sorry, beer and food, that's what I'm supposed to say, but... Uh, yeah, I love the beer and food ones. Always so much fun to see the play between the two. Um, and also, I like that this is you know more savory as opposed to we've been we had done a lot of sweet. We did nuts at one point, which wasn't oh, as much so weird. That was fun. It was weird. We got we got pretty loopy during that episode. We did? Yeah, because that was the one where we were trying to uh, we went back try and everyone with it and. I did eat dinner before that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carlin's like, do you want to record or eat dinner? I'm like, have you not learned your lesson? I need no, to No, I was checking to see if you learned yours. That's why I asked you if I you, what you learned were. my lesson. Okay, well, there you go. You proved it now. So, um, what is your favorite of the cheeses? Just the cheese. What's your favorite? The goat cheese. Okay. Uh, for me, it's got to be that five-year-old Gouda. Really? I like that a lot. I feel like those kind of like crystallized caramel notes in it really make me happy. I like it so much. And I would say that my close second would be that Blue Stilton because of how like funky and creamy it is. Um, I like all the cheese, but I love all the, cheese. the aged Gouda by far is so damn good. So what would you say your favorite beer on its own is? Mm. That's a tough one, right? Jungle Boogie. I thought maybe you were going to go to that even more Jesus, but mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. agree with you. I got to go Jungle Boogie. It's I definitely got to go Jungle Boogie. Such a different beer. Like That's true. Even more Jesus is good, but... You I, know other beers that are kind of like it. and there are, Yeah, and there's a bazillion beers done better than this. Nugget Nectar is good. I've had other beers better than that. I didn't like Devil's Milk, so that's out of the running. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say... Well, yeah. rank rank the beers. This even more Jesus pours like motor oil. Yeah, it does. It pours like 1050. Yeah, 1050 by Oscar Blues. Speaking of 1050, Fiddy. 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 The barrel-aged 
We have another one of those. Yeah, we have one more. Ugh. That was really good. Love that. So, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, rank these? them. Mm. So, obviously, the Jungle Boogie by Mars Brewing is your favorite. Mm. Then I'm going to... Mm, I think I'm going to go Nugget Nectar. And then even more Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then Devil's Milk. Yeah. Does, okay. Did that surprise you? Yeah, a little bit. So, for me, I would actually say the Jungle Boogie, then the Even More Jesus, then the Devil's Milk, Carlin. then the Nugget Nectar. Sorry. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Hell is freezing over right now. I know. I used to be, like, the biggest Nugget Nectar fan, but... You would, like, stick your penis in Nugget Nectar. I used to want to. Sometimes I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. Now... Okay, I'm gonna go back and try a little bit of it, just you know. Nugget nectar is offended. <laughs> oh, it's offended. You I'm, know this. I, I'm offended for nugget nectar. It's tasting more sugary and citrusy now that it's warmed up. Like I thought. You're, you're dogged it. It's too late. No, I'm not changing its standing. Oh. I am eating more of this aged gouda. If you can't tell. Okay, well, I'm going to be interested in the chocolate-covered strawberries because I have a sweet tooth. Jesus, Beamster, what the? This is amazing. I love this cheese. Good. I was actually kind of worried because I was like five years on a Gouda. You know it would be interesting if we did the five? Oh, you did all the yeah. years. Mm, like yeah. a vertical. Mm-hmm. A vertical. A cheese. <laughs> a cheese vertical. Yeah. You know there's got to be like some cheese like gurus out there that do that. That's possible. Now, I'm just worried. I don't eat too much cheese. Oh, gross, dude. Cheese makes you constipated. I was trying, um, so I ate some of the, the aged Gouda, and then I wanted to try it with the Nugget Nectar. No good. Because I thought, maybe that'll be good. No. No, it's not. It actually just makes the Nugget Nectar, like, flower water is what it tastes like. Like, perfume water. Like, Ew. gross. It kills every flavor except, like, the floral perfuminess. Hmm. And it's gross. So that's not a winner, but, you know, this is, ah, this was fun. I like it. This is a good Valentine's Day. Yeah. Even though this is coming out, like, well after Valentine's Day, but, you know. We record ahead. People know this. So, what, I mean, what are ideas for the next beer and food? I mean, more cheese. Cookies? Cupcakes? No. Chips? Anything, I feel like anytime you Pretzels. have anything like sweet, it's gonna. It's always really hard to find a, a good pairing besides a stout. Um, not true, because if you remember the Girl Scout Samoas, or Caramel Delights as they sometimes are called, paired with that bourbon barrel-aged flying mouflon barley wine. Oh, barley wine. That was probably the best pairing that has there has ever been on the show. So, just remember that. Why are you flexing right now? I'm trying to see. <laughs> you literally are flexing. Yeah, I think I think I lost a little muscle mass. <laughs> From drinking beer and eating cheese? Yeah, because I didn't go to the gym. <laughs> and you're drinking beer and eating cheese instead. Yeah. And then chocolate-covered strawberries. Okay. Well, we should probably uh, wrap this up, but... Who knows where we're going to go with the next one of these. So in about 10 or so episodes, we'll be dropping another one. And actually, in the meantime, if people want to send in their ideas for what they want to see, you know, if we want to pair it with, you know, like we were saying, uh, cupcakes, cookies, chips, pretzels, whatever. um, Yeah, send us your ideas. And you can even say, hey, I want you to revisit ice cream. 
we could do another volume of the ice cream one. We could do another volume of the nuts or How do I not the remember candy. the ice cream? It was the very first one we did. This probably Oh, why. okay. I do remember now. And that episode yes. took forever because eating the ice cream and then drinking the beer just so we did each one time. again? Yeah, we also did all of them. Yeah, no, that was a bad idea. That is a bad idea. It doesn't we learned work our last time. Well. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, send me your ideas. Uh, you can send them to BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. Also check out our website. It's just BrutalBattle.com. You can check out, we have a Facebook page. Just look for Brutal Battle. We are, well, I'm on Twitter. I, I'm at Brutal Battle. I'm Carlin at Brutal Battle. Uh, we're on Untapped. I am Carlton Malibu, all one word. It's spelled like it sounds. Or Carlin Cook. Uh, Rebecca, you're just Rebecca C, correct? correct? Correct. And then, oh, I also have, um, we're on Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please give us some ratings and reviews on iTunes, because that really helps out. Uh, be really awesome if you do that. Also, spread the word about us in general. Spread the word. Um, and if you want to see some videos, you want to see what my beard looks like, you can go to YouTube and watch the Brutal Battle Beer Breaks, which are short videos of beers that we're drinking in our off time. From, but his beard know, is a little there. shorter because I made him trim it. Yeah. It's getting out of control. But in some of the videos, it looks really long. So, you know. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for checking this out. Rebecca, thanks for eating cheese and drinking beer. I know it's tough. It's really hard work. Yeah, but we'll, we'll have to polish this off. So until next time, everybody, thank you. I love you. And keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.